What's going on guys? My name is Justin, but you can call me Jay Swag, and welcome back to another episode of Sports Talk with Swag. Happy to have you here with me. Um, you know, still just chilling in Oregon in this camper, so if you hear some birds chirping, or a lawnmower, or a helicopter, or people kind of yelling outside, those are the people who are also working on the farm and that's also just nature and this camper isn't soundproofed so I kind of apologize but not really because I just wanted to get another episode out for you guys but you know my living conditions aren't ideal for recording a podcast but here we are so we're gonna get into it let's get into it hit the theme song let's do it So today we're talking NBA, NBA playoffs, and that's it. We're talking round one, wrapping it up. We're talking round two, my predictions, and and, and to infinity and beyond. We're moving past that and seeing what the, what the rest of the playoffs are looking like. So we're just going to go ahead and... Um, go through... I'll tell you what my picks were before round one, and these are my honest pre-round one uh, picks that I had. Uh, so I'll go through those real quick, and then uh, we'll move on from there. So for the Western Conference, I had the Rockets beating the Timberwolves 4-0. to uh, They ended up winning that series 4-1. to I had the Warriors beating the Spurs 4-0. to uh, They won that series 4-1 to as well. I had the Blazers beating the Pelicans 4-3. to I thought that was actually going to be the best series of the first round in the West. I thought that was going to be very competitive. But the Pelicans won 4-0. to um, And then I had the Jazz beating the Thunder 4-2, to which they did end up winning 4-2. to uh, In the East, I had the Raptors beating the Wizards 4-1. to They ended up winning 4-2. to I had the Celtics beating the Bucks 4-3, to which is exactly what happened. So that was probably the second best series of round one in all of the playoffs um uh, i had the sixers beating the heat four to two they won that four to one and finally i had the Cavs over the pacers four to two and they narrowly won that four to three so i guess kind of just breaking down each series and my thoughts on them and kind of going through it um the first one, the Rockets versus the Timberwolves. First of all, congratulations to the Timberwolves for getting back to the playoffs finally. Uh, the longest playoff drought in the NBA at that point. Um, and they finally made it in. I think it was 15 years or something. So congrats to them. They they really did play well. They tried their hardest. <laughs> I don't want to you know sound patronizing, but they really did. They put in a good effort. Um, they were able to, to take a game as well um, and you know win that pivotal game three i believe it was at home um so you know it's just the beginning for this team um i think they have a lot of good years ahead of them you know carl anthony towns and uh andrew wiggins um jeff teague if that core stays together they're going to be a a really good team um 
So, yeah, so just a couple of notes on that one. Um, the Rockets did look a little out of sync offensively at times, um, especially just in some games, like entirely. Like the game that they, they lost to the Timberwolves, they just looked out of sync, uh, didn't look like they were meshing or clicking at all offensively, um, which they are definitely an offensive, you know, dominant team. So, you know... The big thing, I think, is when Harden isn't feeling it and he's just having an off game, it's hard for the rest of the team to get going because, you know, a lot of times, you know, the the ball runs through him. Um, I know, you know, when he and Chris Paul are out there, they kind of share the ball, but Chris Paul definitely plays a lot more off ball now and lets Harden kind of take take the lead. And, you know, the way that Harden plays, he still is pretty ball dominant and he likes to run ISO a lot and he likes to spot up threes. Um, and when those aren't falling for him, it's it can be tricky sometimes. But then again, he's streaky. So if he can get it going, he really can. Like um, in that one game where he was just looking awful in the first half, he had made, I think he was like one for nine, had like four points. The Rockets were down, uh, I think, two or one at half. I think it was like 51-50 or 51-49. And then they had that historic 50-point third quarter. Harden, I I think, scored like 20-something points in that quarter um, and finished with over 30 points for the game. And, you know, if you hadn't watched the game, you'd think it was just another regular game for him. But he struggled the first half a lot, but he picked it up. But there are games, though, where he wasn't looking too good. and there was some games that just looked a little sloppy overall offensively, you know, a lot of turnovers and, you know, the pick and rolls with Chris Paul and Clint Capella weren't super going well and they were turning the ball over a bunch, um, you know, Harden taking some bad shots that normally you don't get too upset about because he ends up making them, but he wasn't making them. So that definitely, you know, is something to look out for, you know, playing, you know, moving forward in the playoffs, excuse me. Um, and, you know, hopefully they can, you know, get that together. Um, and, you know, they are definitely the team to beat in the playoffs. Um, you know, they played well overall. They had a good series. Um, they won. Obviously, they only let up one game and they won all their home games. So that's big, too. Uh, they're a very good home team. So, uh, you know, Clint Capella looked really good. He's, you know, he was drafted to be Dwight Howard's backup at the time. And he's totally taken that role and run with it. And he's, you know, if he keeps playing the way he has, he's on his way to, you know, being one of the next great Rockets big men um, that they've had. He just, he looks great. He's still young and his game is still raw. So he's got a lot of potential and he's a hard worker too. So he's looking good. And plus once... Once the Clipper, uh, excuse me. Once the Rockets get uh, Mba Mute back, uh, that'll be big for them too for defense moving forward um, against the Jazz. But then most likely also in the Western Conference Finals against the Warriors, that'll be big. They'll need uh, all the defense they can get for that team. Uh, moving along, the Warriors versus the Spurs. I think this went about about exactly as everyone was thinking. Um, I really don't know what's going on with Kawhi Leonard and the Spurs. Um, you know, I just, I don't know. I don't, I'm, I'm kind of at a loss for words really with 
just the dynamic of him and the team and the players with the team and him with the coaching staff and the front office. It's just weird. Um, so without him playing, you know, I think, like I said, the series went about exactly as everyone thought. And, you know, I was surprised that the Spurs were able to edge out that one game at home, but you know, good for them. Um, I mean, it's also hard playing without your coach. Um, it's just a horrible, horrible, um, tragedy of, you know, pop losing his wife, uh, in the midst of the, of the playoffs. Um, so, you know, and you can't blame him at all for, for taking, you know, the rest of the playoffs off. Um, you, you can't expect to be in a right state of mind and, you know, just out of respect for, for your, uh, lost loved ones and whatnot. But anyway, um, you know, the Warriors, though, it's getting really frustrating. I don't know if it's just them and like they're putting out this, you know, propaganda almost, and the media is just like buying it of like how they are making themselves the underdogs, which just makes no sense to me. It's so frustrating. They are the dynasty of the past, you know, five, six years. Um, they have by far the best team. They set the best, you know, regular season record a few years back. They, you know, are the defending champions. It just, it doesn't make sense, you know, why people are like, oh, like, you know, they have, they didn't have Steph for the first round and he's coming back, uh, either tonight or tomorrow for their game two, um, against the Pelicans. But it just it, it people are saying like oh like they made a statement like don't forget about us like when they were just like dominating the Spurs which was just so frustrating because like no you are the even though they are the second seed they are still the favorites to win the championship by far like those odds have never changed like yes the Rockets are giving them a run for their money like because they finished with the best record in the NBA and you know they have this good new team and whatnot. But the Warriors are just going to be the favorites when they have this team, and they've had this team for a while now. So it's just so frustrating that they're selling themselves as underdogs and people are buying it. Like, you're not underdogs. You didn't have your best player for, you know, the first round, which you shouldn't need that, like, as the Warriors going against the Spurs without Kawhi. You shouldn't need steph to beat them and they didn't and they dominated and that's exactly what i expected to happen so stop selling them as an underdog and like this such a feel-good story of them winning like without steph like i just i'm sick of it um and once steph does come back i can't imagine that they'll slow down at all i mean you know, I don't think they're rushing him back at all uh, to play because they did, you know, have him sit out the entire first round. So, you know, we'll see how he looks in game two, um, how many minutes he plays and just, you know, how he looks on the court. But, you know, they're only going to get better with him back on their on their team. Um, so, you know, the feel good story stops now. It never should have started. But, you know, they are back to being the favorites again with their full, healthy team um you know as long as they are you know remain healthy they'll they'll be the favorites um moving forward the blazers versus the pelicans this was definitely the most surprising series i know a lot of people actually called the pelicans winning it i don't know if a lot of people had them sweeping the series um, especially without demarcus cousins i mean clearly they've shown they don't need him to to be a good team and to play well because um 
they swept the Blazers, which was pretty shocking in my in my humble opinion. Um, but I just don't understand what happened to the Blazers. You know, they were the three seed. They had an excellent second half to the season. They had, you know, they just had such a good winning streak at one point and Damian Lillard was just on fire and made a huge run for the MVP. CJ McCollum still was playing very well. Um, they just looked like they were meshing and they were firing on all cylinders heading into the postseason, And then they just crumbled. Um, I don't know if it's just playoff inexperience on their team that kind of, you know, derailed them uh, against the Pelicans, but I mean, Anthony Davis showed out, and he looked so dominant in the playoffs against them. Um, and, you know, he's always looked like a dominant player just because he is. He's a great player. Um, but he just looked so good uh, in this series against them. And, you know, we kind of forgot, I think, what playoff Rondo looks like as well because he, he just played so well. He looked like he was in his comfort zone just, you know, with all the – insane passing that he was doing which we knew him for when he was um you know on the big three celtics team about 10-ish years ago um when they kept playing the lakers in the finals and whatnot um they just yeah he looked really good um he looked comfortable he seems to be on a team that he likes being on which you know is has been controversial recently with rondo with rondo excuse me and just not really trying when he's on certain teams but he seems to be on a good team, a team that he likes. He's got great teammates, um, and the Pelicans looked really good. So, you know, congrats to them. Kudos to them for really showing out and looking good in the playoffs. Um, and the final uh, series in round one for the Western Conference, the Jazz versus the Thunder, went about exactly how I thought it would. Um, it was very confusing. Russell Westbrook looked like he was still playing like he was by himself, even though he had, you know, Paul George and Carmelo Anthony on his team with him. Um, he just still looked like he was playing last year with a chip on his shoulder, which it, that's Russell Westbrook. He's always playing with a chip on his shoulder, but it seemed like he was out to prove like that he could do this by himself, but he didn't need to cause he has great, you know, quote unquote, great teammates, I should say. Um, but, you know, I'm, I don't really know what the future holds for that team. Um, but I will say that Carmelo Anthony needs to uh, get over himself. He is not the superstar that he once was. And he needs to accept, and I think the media and, you know, fans need to accept that in certain situations, Carmelo Anthony being a role player and coming off the bench is not laughable like he thinks it is. Um it's not a laughable idea anymore. He looked pretty terrible throughout most of that series. He had one game where he looked like old playoff Carmelo Anthony, but outside of that, he still shot the ball terribly as he did the entire season. Wasn't passing at all, just like playing no defense still. He just, you know, I, I tweeted about it the other day when I was watching game six. It was just like new team, new year, but still running ISOs even though he has some really talented teammates and, you know, can make stuff happen. He's still just running ISOs in the playoffs at, you know, the playing level that he's at. It's, that's just not acceptable anymore. Um, so, 
that was just kind of frustrating to watch, honestly, as just like a basketball fan. Um, and, you know, as a Knicks fan, like I'm glad that he's not on our team anymore because that was just getting really frustrating to watch. Um, but yeah, like I was saying, the future of this team, very up in the air, who knows what the Thunder will do with Melo, if they'll keep him or try to try to trade him. Um, good luck. But I think obviously all eyes are on Paul George and where he'll go. A lot of people think he's packing it up and heading to LA. Um, but you know, I don't know if it's just him being a good sport and stuff and saying that he hasn't made any decisions. That's what the summer's for. Um, you know, at this point he's just going to rest and, you know, try to keep training and whatnot. Um, and once the summertime comes around, he'll start mulling that, you know, that's what the summer and free agency are for. So I think he'll definitely visit a lot of teams. Um, I think, I honestly think there's a 50, 50 chance of him returning to the thunder. Um, I think if they make him a good offer and if they're able to make like just one more move, if they're able to just, you know, get themselves a good role player that can come in and just like kind of be a good sub in for when Melo is not on the floor, like that's actually really more of an upgrade. Um, but if they're able to convince him, I think he will stay. Um, I don't think he'll sign a big con like a long contract. Um, but I, you know, I still think there's just as much a chance that he'll, uh, pack up and head out to LA or he could go somewhere else. You know, we don't, we don't know. Um, there's a lot of other teams that have cap space that look really good. Um, hello, Philadelphia, but you know, we'll see what happens. Um, I'm excited to see what happens. This is going to be a good year of, of free agency in the off season, but, um, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if that was the only year that we saw that supposed big three uh, in Oklahoma City. All right, so moving over to the East Coast, the first series we had was the Raptors versus the Wizards, and this honestly took longer for the Raptors for the Raptors to win than I thought it would. Um, I mean, they won it in six games. I thought they'd win it in five, but you know, all's well that ends well. Um, classic Wizards to just not show up in the playoffs and kind of just crash and burn. Um, they were they pretty much had. Um, like the second quarter of the regular season was what the Blazers second half was. They looked so good. They were moving up to be, I think the second or third seed in the East at that point, they were just clicking and meshing and they looked so good. But then, you know, obviously John Wall got injured and was out for a while. Um, but they just looked completely lost, uh, in the playoffs against the Raptors. I mean, obviously you know, the Raptors are the one seed and they're the one seed for a reason. So they definitely, you know, looked good. Um, and you know, they had, so they have some kinks they got to work out. Um, but I'm not too worried about them. Um, I think they looked really good in that series against the wizards. Um, again, I don't think they should have needed six games to win it, but you know, it's all good. It's the first round. They won the series regardless. So that's good. Um, moving on to the Celtics versus the Bucks. I think this was by far the best series, uh, of round one in the playoffs. Um, you know, it went seven games. It was very entertaining. It was back and forth. There was some drama too, you know, between Eric Bledsoe and, um, Terry Rozier. Um, but it looked good. I mean, Giannis is a freaking beast and he looks so good. Um, you know, it just wasn't the Bucks year this year, but, Giannis is still only getting better. He's still so young and has so much potential. Uh, his time will absolutely come. 
I think it's coming in the next few years. I think within the next five years, he'll be winning the MVP. Um, maybe even the next three years. He was in the running for a while this year. He kind of had a slightly quieter, uh, you know, last third to the regular season, but he still just looks so good. And he showed out in the playoffs and looks so comfortable, you know, in that big spotlight. Um, same with Chris Middleton. Wow. That guy went so under the radar in the playoffs, but he was so key for them. Um, he's a great player. I think he's always been underrated. I think, you know, his defense is very good, but I think he's a very talented all around offensive player as well. Um, so keep an eye out for him next year, but he played very well too. Um, and the other thing I got to say is Brad Stevens can just take any team he wants to the playoff. Um, I, I saw a tweet from someone the other day that said, at this point, I'd be convinced that Brad Stevens could take a G League team to the playoffs. I mean, his number one player, in my opinion, Gordon Hayward, was out the entire year, played three minutes of the first game, and was out the rest of the season, and they still finished as the number two seed. And right before the playoffs, Kyrie is now out. He's not in the playoffs at all. And they still won this series, and they still looked very good. And my goodness, Scary Terry looked so good. He showed out the season. And I am telling you right now, I tweeted this the other week after they won the series, but whether it's from the Celtics or from another team, he is going to get paid this summer. Uh, whether it's restructuring his contract with the Celtics and re-signing for big, for big money or you know, him going somewhere else, um, whenever he's a free agent, I honestly don't know that off the top of my head, but my goodness, I think it's actually next season. He's going to be a free agent anyways. Sorry. Um, whenever he, you know, works up his next contract, he's going to get big money because he absolutely showed in the playoffs that he is here to stay. He is a, a baller and he, you know, he, took Kyrie's place and looked so good, you know, like it didn't look like there was a drop off at all at that position, which is incredible. So good for him. He was a, a stellar player. I really liked seeing at the end of the series, him and Bledsoe, you know, laughing it off and, and shaking hands and whatnot. Um, you know, and I get that, you know, it's in the series, there's going to be some drama and you gotta, you know, you gotta be in it. You gotta be competitive. You know, who's that? I don't know who that is. Oh, you mean Drew Bledsoe, not Eric Bledsoe. Like it's, that's good. And I get that. And I'm glad that they also understand that, like, you know, it's just, it's competition. And, you know, once it's over, it's over and we can back, be back to being, you know, friendly with each other. We're, we're two good guys. We're, we're nice guys, but you know, we're playing each other. I hate you. I'm trying to beat you. So I get that, but I like to see that. Um, Moving on, the Sixers versus the Heat. Honestly, not much to say here. Uh, the Sixers looked incredible. Um, I, you know, find it laughable all the stuff that uh, D Wade was trying to say, like, um, just trying to trash talk the Sixers and Dario Sarch and just failing miserably. Um, your team lost. You can't trash talk the team that beat you, um, no matter who you are. So try again later. Um, yeah, the the Sixers looked really good. Um, if they stay healthy, I think they're the biggest threat to win the East. Um, they just, you know, Joel Embiid is so good. Once he's like fully healthy and playing regular minutes and, you know, doesn't have a mask or anything, um, you know, he'll just be back to his normal uh, awesome self and 
Ben Simmons just looks absolutely incredible. Definitely my pick to win the rookie of the year because he is in fact a rookie. Um, but he is just also showing total comfortability in the, in the playoffs and in the big spotlight. Um, and I, I really hope that they, they win this series against the Celtics so we can see them against the Cavs if the Cavs win. Cause I think that would be an incredible series to watch. Um, but yes, and then finally, the Cavs versus the Pacers. Definitely, I would say definitely, but one of the bigger surprises of the playoffs, honestly, uh, for the first round. First time LeBron has lost a game one in round one in, I think, four or five years. Um, definitely surprising to see, but understandable because this Cavs team looks uh, atrocious. Um, if it wasn't for LeBron, this team would not even be close to the playoffs um with him they barely you know they were the four seed um but oladipo though looked incredible for the pacers um he's an incredible player i've always known that he was he had the potential to to be this kind of player and to just be so good and like the superstar and the number one guy on a team but he wasn't getting those chances you know in Orlando, no one has a chance to shine. They're not going to look good there. And then when he was on the Thunder, you know, playing behind Russell Westbrook, again, you're not going to get those chances. You'll look good, but you won't look great because he's still going to be doing his thing. So finally having a team for his own in Indiana and being surrounded by some quality role players um, and a good coaching staff, he just looked incredible. The playoffs, he looked so good. He uh, just, he played great. I mean, the the Pacers have some stuff to work out, some some you know kind of sixth grade basketball stuff of you know, oh the Cavs are double teaming him and putting pressure on him forty feet from the basket. What do you do? They just couldn't figure that out, uh, which was you know a little frustrating, honestly, for me to watch. And I think as as fans, um, you know, that's kind of just like this is stuff that you need to figure out. You know, you can't panic when your star players getting pressured, you know, full court, um, that's going to happen. You need to get the ball out of his hands and have him play a little off ball or, you know, set some screens and stuff. You know, it's, it's stuff that you need to figure out and they just didn't, they didn't seem to be able to figure it out. And I think if they had, they may have been able to, to win this series. Um, but again, playoff LeBron is just something else and it's something special so that's just going to be hard to beat no matter what team you're on um, and no matter what player you are. You know, I said going into this, I was talking to one of my friends um, about a month or so back, and he's a huge Cavs fan. And we were talking about it, and I said, it's laughable, honestly, how the media tries to be like, oh, like, I don't know, are the Cavs going to be able to, like, win? Like, are they going to be able to get to the finals again? Are they going to win this first series? Like... They're not looking too good, and it's just like they have LeBron James on their team, and it's the playoffs. They're going to win. Like As you saw, especially in Game 6 and definitely Game 7, he will play all 48 minutes, and he will run the offense through himself and do it by himself if he, if he has to, um, which he kind of did against the Pacers. I mean, I, don't, I was saying this the other day to him as well. Um, there's just something about LeBron playing in Indianapolis that doesn't bode well for him, especially when he's playing against Lance Stevenson. That guy is in his head, um, and it's you know he's a chippy player who uh, you know is 
one of those guys who's just all over you on defense and gets very cocky on offense and whatnot. So that can be very frustrating to play against, but he, I won't say he has LeBron's number because no one has LeBron's number, but he, you know, he played well. He, he looked like a good, a quality player and he played well against LeBron. Um, definitely had some of his moments. Um, but you know, it is what it is. I mean, again, LeBron though, having to kind of do this all by himself, it's scary. Uh, this Cavs team is kind of scary looking right now in a bad way because it is a hundred percent, just all LeBron doing this himself. Um, Kevin Love just hasn't showed up at all in the playoffs. Once again, um, you know, I don't understand why they don't play Tristan Thompson more. I know, um, according to higher ups in the Cavaliers system, they weren't playing Tristan in the first couple of games because of all the drama with, um, you know, him and Kardashian or whatever. Um, and he wasn't totally focused on basketball, which, you know, unfortunately I get that you can't, you don't want to play a player if he's not focused on the playoffs. Like you got to hundred percent be there for the team for, you know, you just got to be in the mindset of this is basketball. This is playoffs. I'm all here. I'm hundred percent locked in. And he wasn't, um, but it looks like towards the end, he was able to focus himself and they played him more and he showed up and he played great. And I think that's what they need because he, he's not going to get you a ton of points, but he will get you great defense. He'll do, he's an incredible rebounder. And honestly, that's all you need on this kind of a team because you know, you can just play Kevin Love at the center. If he's feeling in an offense, that's great. That's helpful. But as LeBron showed, he can shoulder the offense entirely by himself. And that's all you need. You just need better defense to stop the other team. And that's what Tristan Thompson brings. So I think they need to play him more. All right. So that is pretty much a wrap up of the first round. Um, Again, I think this is some of the best playoff basketball that we've seen in a while, in a couple of years, you know, a lot of years. This is by far the most contested Eastern Conference playoffs we've seen in a very, very long time. It's not just the um, the Cavaliers or the Heat, whatever team LeBron is on, just running away with it, um, which honestly I think makes for more entertaining basketball. Um, you know, I, I like LeBron. I, I usually cheer for him, um, but... But I am happy to see, you know, I'm happy to see that it's more competitive. Uh, it makes for better entertaining uh, basketball to watch. Um, and it, it has been so far, and I think it will continue to be. Um, so, yeah, so I kind of wanted to now just go through the second round and the, um, the matchups that we have and give you my predictions for those and then kind of moving forward throughout the rest of of the playoffs, what I'm predicting at this point with how it looks, um, and then just some notes moving forward. So the first matchup that I want to go through is the Rockets versus the Jazz. Um, my prediction was the Rockets winning four to one. Um, right now, they the Rockets are up one to zero already. That series has begun. Um, I know that Donovan Mitchell looked really good in that first round against the Thunder, and you know he's just looked great all season. Um, but now he's playing against some better defense, uh, especially if they put Chris Paul on him or uh, once Mbamute gets back, if they put him on uh, Donovan Mitchell, it's it's going to be a different 
different series for for him. Um, it's going to be a lot more difficult for him to get those shots and uh, make those plays that he was in the first first round. But yeah, I think the Rockets, especially if they're able to just keep their composure and you know if they're clicking on offense, it's you know it's going to be easy. So I have them winning four to one. Um, the Warriors versus the Pelicans. I have the Warriors winning four to one as well, and. Also, the Warriors are up 1-0 as of right now in that series. Um, again, like I said earlier, Steph is coming back for Game Two, so that'll be a big boost for them. Um, I think they will. I think they'll dominate again in Game Two um, with him back. I think that'll be a big momentum boost for them. I think he'll provide some great offense for them, no matter how many minutes he plays. I think that'll just boost their morale a bunch and get them pumped. Um, and you know the Oracle Arena when it's it's bumping is it's a hard place to play in. So I think the Pelicans will steal one at home. I think you know AD will have like a huge game. Uh, you know, I'm I'm predicting another 40, 40 and 10, 40 and 15 game from him at one point, and I think they'll steal one. But I think the Warriors are overall they'll take it four to one. Uh, in the East, then it's the Raptors versus the Cavs. I have the Cavs edging in them out four to three, um, taking it all the way to game seven. Um, let me check right now that game is going on. Um, okay. So it looks like the Raptors are barely winning at this point that I'm recording, um, in game two, but, or sorry, in game one, but overall, I think the, again, like I was just saying, I think with playoff LeBron, um, and the way that the Raptors looked in that first round, I think the Cavs will, um, I think they will win this series. Um, but again, I had no expectations. Um, at this point, you know, I had, I guess I should say I did have expectations at one point, you know, I had no fear that the Cavs are going to win round one. Um, but at this point it does get a lot more scary. Uh, it's, it's the Raptors, and then if they win, it's either going to be the Celtics or the Sixers, both of which look very good right now. Um, so it's, it's going to be a challenge. It's going to be a tough, bumpy road for LeBron getting back to the finals again for the 20th year in a row. Um, so it'll be difficult, but I think the Cavs will edge it out, um, You know, especially if LeBron is able to keep playing like he has been. Um, and if, if Kevin Love shows up, if Tristan Thompson shows up, even you know if J.R. Smith shows up, they, I think they'll they'll do well. I don't think the Raptors have too many people that can guard LeBron, so that'll be in their favor. But at the other point, the the Cavaliers don't have a ton of people that can guard Kyle Lowry and Demar Derozan. So if they're you know firing on all cylinders, it should be a good series. I think it'll be a good series either way. I think it'll be seven games. So I'm looking forward to to this series. I think it'll be good. And then finally, we have the Celtics versus the Sixers. Um, I have the Sixers winning this series four to three as well. Um, and right now, the Celtics are up one zero. They won last night. Um, I th- I don't want to say that was a fluke win, but I mean they were shooting very very well last night, and I don't think I, they just can't shoot that well for the entire series. And like I said earlier, once the when the Sixers are fully healthy and they're playing well, they're a hard team to beat, honestly. Um, so I think they'll edge it out in seven games. I think it's going to be a, a, a tough series. I think it's going to be a good series as well. Um, but I think the Sixers will edge it out. Um, and I think they have a shot to beat the the Cavs as well. Um, you know, when Ben Simmons is playing well, he is a very, very 
scary player. I mean, at this point, it's basically, you know, LeBron, but 10 to 12 years ago. Um, so we'll see, we'll see what happens, but I have, I have the Sixers winning that. Um, okay. Quick note here real quick. I just got a notification while I'm recording that, uh, Steph Curry will be coming off the bench in game two against the Pelicans tonight. Tonight is today is Tuesday, May 1st. Um, at the time of recording. So Steph coming off the bench, which is what I, I figured that would happen. I think he'll probably play about 20 minutes. Um, but I, again, I think he'll still come off and provide them with some quick offense that will, you know, propel them to, to beat the Pelicans. All right. So that is round two over and done with. Um, and then, Round three, I figured I'd go through as well. And the finals, just my predictions moving forward. Um, so in the West, I have the Warriors edging out the Rockets four to three. Um, for those of you know, I am a Rockets fan because I am a huge Chris Paul fan. Um, so that's hard for me to make that pick. But I think that is going to be one of the best playoff series we've seen in years. Um, those are two of the best teams that we've seen in a very long time. Um they both just continually are beating each other's records each year for offense, you know, whether it's offensive rating or the pace or the amount of three pointers being made or taken or the points being scored. Um, it's, it's incredible to watch, but overall, I just think again, with a healthy Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, Draymond Green, Andre Iguodala, um, all the role players that they have they're just such a hard team to beat and i think i don't think it's the rockets year this year but i think if they can keep their core you know with uh chris paul james harding clint capella eric gordon um i think next year they you know once they have a year under their belts i think they will be the team to beat, and i think they'll have a very serious chance of beating the warriors i still think they have a very big chance of beating the warriors this year honestly i would not be surprised if the rockets came out and won that series and went to the finals but for me right now it's just too hard to pick against the warriors so i have them winning in seven games uh on the east then i have the Cavs versus the sixers and i have the Cavs winning that series four to two uh, which is a bold pick, I know, but I think once LeBron, if LeBron is able to get to that point, I think he'll just be clicking on another level. And at that point, I think the Cavs will have to be playing at another level. So I think, you know, with the inexperience that the Sixers have in the playoffs, um, with a lot of, a lot of young players, um, on the team. I don't think they'll quite be able to edge it and make it to the finals, but I think they'll make a great showing. I think Ben, Ben Simmons will really play his heart out and just look incredible as he has. Um, we'll see if Joel is able to stay healthy and, and give it, give it his all as well. Um, but I just think again, playoff LeBron, it's just something else. And plus just at this point, his 15th year, he's been playing at a different level, like out of his mind, the entire year so combine those two um and i think that's just a hard team to beat so i have the Cavs winning that four to two so if you're keeping track that then leaves the finals being once again the warriors versus the Cavs, which i have a repeat of last year of the warriors winning that series four to two um you know not much else to go over here at this point i've pretty much exhausted my thoughts on these two teams but 
again, the Warriors are just too hard to pick against at this point, um, especially once they have their full healthy lineup. The Cavs just don't look good. Um, I think LeBron is completely carrying that team. And I think just like last year, he won't be able to carry them through this series against that this Warriors team. I just think they're too good. They're too experienced at this point in this in this role and in this position. So I think it just won't be enough for LeBron to be able to beat them. And I think the Warriors will be defending champs once again. Uh, the dynasty continues. Um, and yeah. Yeah, so that is uh, those are all my predictions for the playoffs uh, moving forward and kind of a wrap-up of what's happened so far. Um, as of, again, it's Tuesday, May 1st at recording. So uh, we'll see what happens You know, once this is out and moving forward. I'll probably do another one maybe after the second round, depending on you know where I'm at physically, if I'm able to. If not, I definitely will have a wrap-up of all the playoffs in the finals after the finals are over. Um, definitely looking to have some guests on to talk about that. Um, and then also looking forward to the off season, but, um, yeah, so just a couple quick notes just overall throughout the playoffs, um, that I want to mention real quick, which I've probably hit already, but just bears repeating. Um, I think the warriors getting Steph back tonight is going to be big for them. And I think, it's also going to be big, though, how healthy he is. Like I mentioned earlier, I don't think that they're rushing him back at all. Um, I don't think he's going to be like, I think he should be at 100 percent tonight. I think it's smart of them to bring him off the bench and limit his minutes at this point just to make sure that he's OK. And, he, you know, he can, um, you know, work all the rust off. Um, but, you know, them having him back will only propel them further. Um, and if they're able to stay healthy again they are the team to beat and it's just hard for me to pick against them. Um, and like I was saying, LeBron needs his teammates to step up in a big, big way. Um, he can't keep playing 45 minutes every game in these, you know, seven game series all the way through for the next month, um, month and a half really of playoffs. Um, you just can't do that. You know, um, maybe when you're 23, 24 and you're still, you know, you got, just a lot of life in you and your knees don't hurt so much and your back doesn't hurt so much. And you don't have 15 years of playing so much, uh, under your belt. Um, like LeBron does at this point. Um, again, he's playing it out of his mind right now on a different level. So he'll continue to just play incredibly and be the best player on the floor as he has been pretty much every year that he's been in the league. Um, but, I, I think if they want to win the finals, if they want to even make it to the finals, someone else on that team needs to step up, whether it's Kevin Love, whether it's, you know, J.R. Smith or one of the bench role players that they had once they first acquired them, like uh, Larry Nance Jr. or Rodney Hood or someone like that. Just he needs a spark on his team. Um, he You know, he just I don't think he can do it by himself anymore, especially with this team. Um, oh. An update real quick. I just got on my phone. LeBron hits a jumper with 30 seconds left to send the Cavs game to overtime tied at 105. So that's game one of Cavaliers Raptors going into overtime. At this point, you already know the result, but that doesn't change my mind of still thinking that the Cavs will win in seven. Um, yeah, and then so I think the Warriors Rockets again, I think that's going to be an epic, epic series. If both of those teams are able to remain healthy, 
I think that's going to be an incredible series. Like I said, I think one of the best playoff series we've seen in, in years. Um, those teams are just so good. And having them go at it for, I hope, seven games will be something special to watch. So I'm hoping that's what happens. Um, and we look forward to see how the rest of the playoffs uh, play out. All right, so that is going to do it for me here tonight. Um, I appreciate you checking this out and listening. Um, you can follow the podcast on Twitter at stwscast. Um, again, I don't have any Instagram or Facebook. If you really think I should, let me know and I'll open one of those accounts. But anyways, uh, make sure you subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and Google Play. If you have an iPhone, just open up your phone and search for podcasts. You already have a podcast app on your phone. Um, and then once you're in that app, just search Sports Talk with Swag and you'll find um, this podcast. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss any episodes. Uh, give us a rating. Um, I don't, you know, I don't care if it's five stars or one star or zero stars. Uh, I just want an honest, honest rating from you guys and give me your feedback. Um, I love to hear from you guys and hear what you think about this, the show. Um, and again, also on Google play. Um, so if you have an Android phone, you can just go through Google play podcasts, find the podcast, subscribe there as well. Um, other than that, I want to thank you guys for listening very much. Um, and I will see you in the next episode. Peace. It's sports talk with swear.